Health is deeper than just physical appearance. When you bring your entire self, body, soul, and spirit in alignment with God's will, there's nothing you can't do. If you're searching to create a manageable blueprint for long-lasting health that is fun, inspirational, and transformative, where you can combine the science of today with biblical truth to develop a plan that you can feel good about, look no further. Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and clinical exercise physiologist. I'm also the owner of Tampa, Florida's most convenient mobile personal training services, Atmos Effect Fitness. Not only do we bring the fitness to you, but we create an atmosphere where you can feel confident, focused, and able to crush your goals on your terms. In this podcast, we'll journey through fitness using my approach to health that combines 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 with modern science. Because God made you one of a kind, so you would glorify Him by treating your body and your health like a temple. So if you're ready to align your body, soul, and spirit with God through a health and fitness routine that meets your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, sweet friend. Fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hello, welcome in. Today we are going to talk about time management. Time, we're going to talk about how to get more back into your day. We're going to talk about how to not feel so exhausted and drained and pulled. And I'm going to give you revelation on how you can take control. Okay, so time. Are you feeling exhausted? Are you a mom? And do you think that just because you're a mom, that's the way it is? Would you like a few more hours in your day to get things done, to have more time for yourself, to finish some projects, to start some projects, or maybe just to even rest? Oh man, this episode is going to blow you away. It's going to quantify and put into perspective things that God might be challenging you on, calling you away from, and calling you into. Um, So stop and ask yourself, what would you do with one more hour a day? When I first kind of started exploring this, I was so excited. I had 20 things that I wanted to fit into just that one hour. Of course, I've had to adjust. And as I've been sharing, I've been really working on procrastination and time and scheduling. And that is how I kind of want to preface this episode One, I often share my struggles or common struggles that I see in my clients because ladies, I'm really no different from you. If you met me in the store, I'd have my hair up, probably no makeup on, and I might be correcting my children in a frustrated tone and then having to repent for it later, but I'm really no different. And so that's why I come on and share these things that I'm learning with you. And then two, I'm also not afraid to ask hard questions, not to ask hard questions of myself or of my clients, my friends, my sisters in Christ. So I share that with you. I ask some tough, challenging questions. Oftentimes, I might be that sister that's not afraid to kind of reach through the microphone, reach through your earbuds and just kind of say, hey, you're doing it wrong and you know you are. And here's the challenge. So I hope that that actually encourages you, challenges you, and um, keeps you tuned in because 
My heart is for you to grow and be the best mama, the best Christian sister you can be, the best godly woman you can be. And that's why I asked some of these hard questions. My client, Debbie, and I, we spend hours together each week, and we really kind of use questions to check each other's souls, really to challenge each other, and to make sure that the Holy Spirit is leading in our lives and to encourage each other to do some searching with God if we can't tell if the Spirit is leading. I ask myself and my clients really good questions to bring about self-reflection and meditation on the Word of God, which really leads to corrective action. I want people to know that I'm a Christian just by the way I structure my life and the way that I act and the way that I respond to others, the way that I carry myself. I want myself to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that people notice and then they want to know more. And that alone really keeps me going, keeps me searching, keeps me chasing after Christ, keeps me chasing after sanctification, not salvation, ladies. And my salvation is secure. And so is yours if you've dedicated your life to Christ. But sanctification is what we spend our time doing in this world. And I want people to know that I'm working on it. I want to exhibit that at all times. I don't always get it right, but that's what I'm working on. So I've shared in previous episodes that I'm working on procrastination this year in my life. I'm working on being more productive, taking responsibility for my time. I'm examining my work time, my family time, and my free time. And I've been exploring where I've been distracted and losing time. And I've been asking myself, what can I do to change? I'm working on being more detailed and organized. And I do these things, but to do these things, be detailed and organized, I first had to learn what to do. I am not naturally detailed and organized. I naturally jump in with two feet and figure it out as I go. But that is a great quality. I love it. I'm always up for a challenge. That is part of me that I don't want to squander. I'm not going to diminish or make any less of me. God gave me that gift to be bold and to go. But that doesn't mean I can't cultivate the things that I'm weak in. So I'm cultivating how to be detailed and how to be organized. But to do that, I first had to learn what to do because I don't do it naturally. Then I had to plan how to do it. And that planning stage alone might have had me throw in the towel because that's just not what I do. Planning takes so much time and I want to be doing. I'm active. I'm jumping in with both feet. So working through the planning stage is so hard for me. But after I planned, then I had to implement it, right? And I had to learn these new strategies, new techniques. And then the last thing that I'm doing is I'm working on adjusting it because I have to figure out how it works in my life, how it really works and fills me up, how it works for me, how it keeps me excited and executing on the detail and the organization. So when I'm trying to challenge myself and learn new things, I first have to learn what I don't know about it. And then I have to learn how to implement it. Then I learn on, or excuse me, first I learn how to do it. Then I plan it. Then I implement it. And then I work on adjusting it to make sure it's really flowing in my life. So I want you to give yourself those graces. Learn how to do those things. Maybe you are very detailed and organized and this isn't speaking to you. But maybe you want to be more bold or more adventurous, more less detailed and more spur of the moment. 
you can do these same things. You can go through learning how to do it, planning how to do it, implementing it, and then working on adjusting it for you. So these are some tools that I really use. But what I've learned during this change in myself is what I really wanted to share because there's an education here that really just was eye-opening, stuck to me, and something that I already was on my radar, but and it might be on your radar too, but I really wanted to share it because it made a difference for me. And I hear others talk about how they want to feel more in control of their time. Are you a woman that wants to be more in control of your time or even more intentional with your time? What if you are a woman that just wants to enjoy what she's doing more? Because sometimes motherhood can be hard and you're called to it, you're doing it, you're home with the kids or whenever you're with them and you're lacking the joy. Do you just want more joy in the time that you're with your kids? Then this is so important, okay? This is talking about getting hours back bringing you more joy, bringing you less comparison, and just allowing you to be more free in the time and in your life that you are in control of and that you are creating. So my challenge to you is, can you limit your use of social media? (sighs) Gasp. What if I told you you could start feeling better by doing this? What if I told you you could have more energy? What if I told you you were losing hours throughout the day and then that becomes weeks and then they're adding up to so many hours throughout your year? So many, ladies. Okay, if you haven't turned me off yet, thank you for hearing me out. Maybe you're one that God has already nudged on this subject. I know that social media has always been kind of on my radar. I've learned about social media addiction. Even in school, we were taught as journalists, my first degree, that what you put on social media is there. Like employers will judge you. People will judge you. Like you have to be mindful of that. We were taught that in college because this was when it was really just starting and people were posting them partying, probably underage, but just they're in that age of, hey, I want to have fun. I want to look good. But hey, I also need this job. So we were taught at even the first stages of social media to really watch what they were doing. So social media has always been on my radar. Most likely, if you're in my age group, it's always kind of been on your radar too. But maybe God is just nudging you and this will be the catalyst to you taking back your time or taking control of your time because you'll have no more mindless scrolling and really just less comparison brings so much more joy, ladies, this was a big one for me. It's just, I don't want to be comparing myself. I have a mission, an anointing from God, just as you do. And when I'm comparing myself, I'm stuck. I'm not creating. I'm not enjoying. I'm not going for it because I feel less than. So by limiting my social media use, it has made a difference for me. Do you know that the average adult user is about one hour a day on social media? In the beginning of of this episode, I asked you, what would you do with one more hour a day? Could you cook a healthy dinner? Could you clean the house? But let's pick something fun, of course. Could you exercise? Could you go for a walk? Could you learn a new language with an hour a day or an instrument? Could you finish that project? You know those baby books that have been hanging around and you have one year done and the kids ate? I mean, I have that. But you could finish a project. 
You could clean out your closet. You could organize the garage. You could complete something that has been silently hanging over you that kind of like diminishes yourself, diminishes your spirit and feels so astronomically large because you haven't started it. But you could complete one of those things. So I help my client, Sarah, understand and budget her time. And I'm going to share a little bit of this because Sarah has a story that many of us can relate to because she was busy doing. She was doing very good things, but she was always doing. She was involved in many ministries, singing on the worship band, involved in a prayer group, leading to, in our church, we call them small groups, um, like leading, you know, like a ministry time, a Bible study, leading those. I helped her prioritize her schedule, pick the activities she had to do, like work, school pickup, dinner, you know, et cetera, some of our mom duties. And then we focused on the things that she wanted to do. Now, all of her activities were good. She liked them. But if you're ranking them on a scale of one to 10, there were some that were a 10. Absolutely, I want to continue this. It fills my cup up. I'm also serving others. There were things that were at a 10. And then there were things that were at a one or a two. Like, I enjoy this, but right now I think I would enjoy being without it as well. And just felt committed to the people and to the time. So we worked about how to kind of break those ties and step away from some of those things gracefully and know that it's not a forever thing, but that some things had to change. So she had all this free time. Well, it felt like a lot for her, but she had all this free time. And she said, what do I do with this space? She honestly didn't know. She had been so busy filling her time up with things that were good or things that She thought people wanted her to do that. She didn't take the time to ask herself and to ask God, what do I need to do? So I told her, you fill your days with the things that you're feeling led to do. And you take time and silence and stillness to figure that out. You take those times that are now free to sit and just to figure that out, to spend time meditating, to spend time reading the word of God and talking in prayer with him to figure out where your time should be spent. So she picked a few things that she wanted to complete, things that really would make a difference in her life. She wanted to establish routines that would become easier and promote the life that she wanted to live and feelings that she wanted to have and spending her time how she and God deemed worthy. So once she gave herself the space to listen to God, and prioritize the things God was leading her to, the areas that he was growing her in, she started to fill her time with those things. But she continued to leave space. She left space for rest, space for time with the kids, space for life, and just space for fun things to pop up. Okay? So her her, her day was still filled with must-dos, right? We don't get to just kind of turn off the role of motherhood and do what we want. So it was still filled with work. She works full-time from home, school drop-off, dinner, all the things that come with being a mom. And she has young children. So she's still in there with the helping of getting dressed and the doing the teeth and the hair and all the things. So her children still need a lot of attention. So after filling her day with those, leaving some space, taking time in that space to listen to God. She knew that there was some ministry paperwork that she wanted to complete. She's walking through a program 
And she wanted to make that a priority. That was always on the list of things that God was calling her to. And she wanted to get that done. So we cleared her schedule for about three months. And she really figured that that paperwork would take her about those three months when she was looking at things. But you know what happened when she cleared her schedule and she filled it with something that God wanted her to do? She thought the paperwork would take her three months. It took her 13 days. 13 days. She completed what she thought would take 90 days in 13 days. And I'm not talking she worked, you know, eight hours a day on this paperwork. Okay. But she did have more allotted time. She thought it would take 90 days because she was giving it about 10 minutes a day. But when she cleared it out, learned that it was a priority from God and focused in on it for 30 minutes to an hour a day, it only took her 13 days to get it done. 13 days. She just opened up so many more days to then move on to the next thing God is calling her to. This is so important. This is so important. Taking time away from things that drain us, like social media, getting back one hour a day, one hour a day, that's seven hours a week. Let me do the math really quick while I'm here. Seven hours a week, seven hours a week. So seven hours a week times about 30 days, that's 210 hours. Does that make sense? Nope. Seven hours a week times four, that's 28 hours. 28 hours in a month that you can get back. Times that by 12, you're looking at 336. So let me break that down, divide that by 24 hours a day. 14 days, ladies, 14 full days. That's 24 hours a day. 14 days by the end of the year that you could get back. 14 full days, 24 hours a day of what you could get back by limiting your social media use, cutting out an hour of it. If you even did, maybe you were on social media two hours a day and you still keep one hour, but you're getting back 14 days of your life. What can you do with that? How far can you go with God? What can you do by just showing up and saying, God, use me. I'm here. I'm not distracted. I want to hear where you're leading me and then I want to follow. So just take time to reflect. Okay, this is just one aspect. And social media isn't bad. You'll see me there on Instagram. I mentioned following me. I have a Facebook group surrounding the podcast. You guys can come in there and kind of create community, talk about your struggles, the things that you want, prayer with the the habits that you're creating, encouragement in there. Social media is not all bad. I'm not saying that. But if it's a distraction, if it's pulling you away from things of God, if it's forcing comparison and taking away joy, robbing you from the things that you're called to do, it's just time to take and reflect. Reflect. Are your distractions really worthy of distraction? Yeah. Sit with that one. Sit with that. You don't have to have all the answers now, but look at it. Are your distractions worthy of distraction? Is it pulling you away from time with your family? Is it robbing you of the joy that the Lord has for you in the season. Like motherhood is hard. I am not one to shy away from saying that. I am not one to shy away from struggling. I am not one to shy away from the baby stage was like so far in my life, the hardest stage. Toddler stage got a smidge easier. And now I'm in like kid stage, I'd say. 
which is finally like, oh, I can get some breathing room is how I feel. So I am not one to shy away from how hard motherhood is. And this stage is so challenging, but God is showing me something in it. God is growing me in it. God wants me to enjoy it, enjoy the hard even. And I can't take the time to do that if I'm constantly comparing myself, reflecting on what others have and what I lack. And when I turn off the mindless scroll of social media, I'm able to sit in, go deeper with God, sit in the quiet and allow things to fill me up, allow his presence to be with me and to turn out the noise of the world. So just take time to see if that might be where he's leading you. Oh, if your distractions are not worthy of distractions, then how are you going to change them? I want you to check out my course and how I manage my time, learn my techniques and how I put them into practice, how I schedule and plan to create habits. And if you've listened to episode 52 and 53, I talk about habits and how running on habits actually takes less energy and less time because you're establishing healthy ones to help you run on autopilot. So check out my course. It walks you through planning, scheduling, and creating habits because it can change your life. The links in the show notes can find it on my website as well. And start taking time to limit your distractions and make things a priority this year. Walk through it. Find out how I schedule and get everything done as full-time mom, full-time business owner, podcaster, sister in Christ, ministry leader, and just learn how you can be led by the Lord and get so much more accomplished by creating space and doing less. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has really blessed you. And if it has, please tell a friend and leave a review. I appreciate it so much. Plus, it helps to grow the reach of this podcast so more Christian women can find true health too.